Welcome to Talking Tech with Mobile Help. This week we're at the Consumer Electronics Show, getting the inside scoop on everything new in healthcare technology solutions. Our next guest today is Josh Seideman, the VP of Policy for the NTCA, or the Rural Broadband Association. Welcome, Josh. Thank you. Just for our listeners' sake, um, tell me a little bit about the NTCA, what you guys do, and then I really want to discuss how you guys got involved in healthcare and specifically delivering rural healthcare. Thanks. NTCA represents about 850 small community based, locally operated rural broadband providers. These are companies that were founded in really the first half of the 20th century when the Bell Company wouldn't build telephone networks in those towns because there was simply no viable economy of scale for them to do so. So using a combination of loans provided by USDA and some grants through the Rural Electrification Act, uh, these companies, whether they're family-owned or cooperatives, put together telephone networks to serve these communities. Over time, they are all broadband deployed. I think our latest survey that we just released a couple of weeks ago shows that about two-thirds of our members have fiber to the home for more wow. than 75% of their customers. That's a great statistic. <laughs> There's a lot of presence out there. Yeah, uh, and the companies, in addition to having the fiber play, uh, use a mix of technologies to bring broadband to their customers. They are using coax. Uh, some of them are still relying on copper as they upgrade to fiber. Many of them have a wireless play, either using mobile wireless or fixed wireless. And they're all, again, as being community-based organizations, we like to say that they differ from larger publicly traded companies uh, that might have a shareholder incentive. Uh, we believe that our companies have a sociological incentive as they serve their customers. Well, that's fantastic to hear. Um, so talk to me about, about healthcare, because it, it seems like a stretch almost, but then when I've heard you explain it, it makes perfect sense. So if you take a look at demographics in rural America uh, based on census data, which is probably the most reliable of the reports available, but also under data available from the Department of Agriculture and other sources, we find that rural Americans are, on average, older than their urban counterparts. So the average age in rural America is older than in urban areas. Uh, you add to that a physician shortage yeah. in rural America as well. And it's everything from a lack of general practitioners to a lack of specialists, uh, crises with hospital closures as well, yep. and the distance that patients must travel to the doctor. Uh, all of these have a negative impact or can have a negative impact on either patient compliance with healthcare for chronic conditions uh, or a negative impact for dealing with uh, trauma cases as well. What we have found uh, by speaking with our members and also by visiting shows such as CES is that telehealth can really play uh, a great role in bridging that gap. And several years ago, we published a paper that began to quantify the economic benefits of rural telehealth. Oh, that's fantastic. Can you share some of the results or? Uh, the or the overarching result, I should say. <laughs> the overarching results. Uh, the savings accrued in, in all sorts of places. Uh, it was everything from, re, from savings and travel costs, uh, such things as gasoline or, or cab Absolutely. fare to yep. get to a doctor. Uh, savings in terms of the time that people needed to take off from work to be able to go to the doctor. Uh, increase in the local pharmacy revenues, because now the pharmacies were getting the orders rather than a pharmacy in a big city that happened to be next door to the hospital where the patient was treated. Uh, 
the findings are all quantified. I would direct anyone who's interested, please visit www.ntca.org backslash smart, and you can find the paper there. That's fantastic, because I would have asked you for that, actually, at the end of this, so thank you. Um, so in terms of rural health care, there's very clearly some benefits there. You mentioned that you've done a lot of work with veterans. Can you talk to me a little bit about that? Sure. A few years ago, we piloted something that we called the virtual living room. Okay. The Veterans Administration has a really deep and vast health care network, and it is the VA is probably the largest health care yep. provider within the United States. Absolutely. Uh, when we met with the Veterans Administration, they told us that they had a lot of equipment that was available, uh, but they also had a lot of eligible users who weren't taking advantage of it. And we began to dig into those, uh, I guess, the factors that would discourage, that might tend to discourage a veteran from taking advantage of the technology. And it can be everything from, I don't have a broadband connection at home, I mm -hmm. might not be able to afford it, I might not be interested in it, and certainly uh, the value proposition or the perception of the value of proposition of broadband tends to decrease as age increases. So with older veterans, we found that they were finding less of a value proposition to have the broadband in their home just for communication or social media or right. even uh, streaming Netflix. Uh, the other thing was there might be a reluctance to adopt the technology, and that's not unique to veterans. That really comes across the board. People like to see their doctor. They like to interact with the doctor on a personal basis, so yeah. there can be the reluctance to engage telehealth. We thought that we might be able to solve those two problems by making broadband and VA telehealth access available at a public location at no fee. Hmm. So the pilot location that we called the virtual living room and which was supported by a grant through an NTCA program is based in the Jackson County Public Library in McKee, Kentucky. Okay. Uh, it, is a, it is an area that is racked by poverty. Uh, they have a number of veterans there. The facility is exactly as we envisioned it by its title, a virtual living room. Uh, it has a room with couches and living room furniture. Uh, that's really the waiting area where people can go in. Yeah. Uh, and then there's an ancillary office that consists of a computer workstation that can be connected to a VA physician. And what we found is that it also began to solve for a third issue that we hadn't really thought of. Uh, in many instances, the VA telehealth system might be accessed for mental health therapy. Yes. And there is reluctance among many people, not just veterans, to be seen going into a therapist's office. Uh, but when a user enters a public library or a VFW hall or a firehouse or a church where one of these virtual living, room, living rooms might be sited, uh, no one knows why they're going in. No, that I'm stigma going, is gone. I'm yeah. going to check out a book. I'm going to speak right. with a friend. So that was the pilot in McKee, Kentucky. We are getting ready to cut the ribbon on another two locations, and we have funding to open, I think, another eight or nine uh, through the next year. Wow, that is really exciting, and congratulations to you, and thank you for doing that work. Um, one last question to kind of wrap up our interview here today. Um, I know you are a veteran CES attendee. What have you seen this year that excites you? Probably the same stuff that uh, <laughs> <laughs> that, can, that can be really creepy. Uh, I think that what I found the most engaging was the iterative development of technology. So we talk about healthcare and we talk about the need to let senior citizens age in place. Yeah. And I saw a product yesterday 
that relies on a wearable that you know is about the size of a wristwatch, but which also includes a few very, very small sensors placed throughout the house. And it measures the amount of time that a senior citizen is in, well, assuming this is going to be used for aging in place, but it could be for anyone recovering from surgery or, or likewise. Uh, it measures the amount of time that a person is in a particular room during the day, uh, the time it takes them to move from room to room. It also measures such movements as one might uh, have when they're combing their hair or brushing their teeth or eating, such as fork to mouth. Right. So you can then make predictive assumptions on the data. Someone's eating less. Are they not feeling well? Have they lost their appetite? Are they at the threshold of depression? And how do we intervene? Now, having these data doesn't begin to define or solve the problem, but it does trigger a red flag that can then enable either a caregiver or family or the physician to intervene and say, we noticed this, let's get together and talk. Yeah, absolutely. And that getting together with telehealth can also be through a video link as well. So we're really very excited about the prospects that the developments that we see here at CES and throughout the marketplace. One of, one of the things that I continue to find really thrilling each year is, is seeing the convergence of so many technologies coming together. And we see a lot of those in smart homes and the home hubs and things like that. But applications like that type of a platform um, where you can have kind of presence in someone's space without being overtly present um, is, I think, has real potential for solving things like social isolation, depression, um, and a plethora of other issues that come up as we age. Even the technology that I, that I saw for the last few days that reads facial gestures and yes, vocal yep. inflection and intonations and then makes predictive assumptions, This uh, the anticipatory AI is just remarkable. I know, it's incredible, absolutely incredible. Well, it is always good to see you at this show, Josh. Thank you very much for joining us today. And once again, if you could remind people where they can find you online. Sure, uh, ntca.org. And for access to the white paper on the economic benefits of rural telehealth, it's ntca.org backslash smart. And just scroll down and it's right there. Perfect. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks a lot.